Welcome ladies and gentlemen to the Design Rant. Design Rant is a platform brought to you by designers at Forest Interactive. Ever wanted to know what UX design is and how to implement it properly? How to ask users questions and how to ask the right questions? And everything and everything regarding product design. This podcast is for you. For this episode, we'll be discussing dark patterns and to see how corporations and companies use them to get the users to do things that they don't necessarily intend to do, and if there is any ethical way of actually doing them. Our presenter is the UX researcher Ardavon HP, and he will be bringing this talk to you. Now please, enjoy. All right, everybody, welcome. Uh, today, we'll be discussing dark patterns as a part of a weekly presentation that we have as a part of, part of a podcast that our design team will be releasing and part of it hopefully in the future will be turned into a webinar and we'll be discussing about dark patterns today and hope you guys enjoy what we have here, what i have here for you guys to uh, what i have to present to you guys so first of all some of you might have already heard about dark patterns before and if you guys didn't notice who this guy is well don't talk to me then dark patterns you've heard of it Basically, just to give you guys a gist of it, it's a user interface that has been carefully crafted to trick users into doing things, such as buying overpriced insurance with their purchase or signing up for recurring bills. Very straightforward. And I guarantee every one of you have in this talk have already seen and heard of it, have already even experienced it in some way. You don't even see it coming. You don't even think if it's like, or somebody thought of it, or you think if it's an error, but trust me, it's not. It's a very deliberate means that the companies use to manipulate the customers. This guy, Harry Bernal, he's a UX designer, and he's actually dark patterns in a website known as darkpatterns.com, where he tracks down every company that uses these, some to a degree unethical um, practices to manipulate the users. He says, when you use the web, you don't read every word on every page. You skim, read, and make assumptions. You scan this, you scan it basically. If a company wants to trick you into doing, doing something, they can take advantage of it by making a page look like it's saying one thing when in fact it's saying another. You can defend yourself against dark patterns on this side. It's very true. Uh, you see these, uh, if you have, the, I will give you a few examples here today um, because there isn't much of a philosophy that I can go through about regarding what dark patterns is. The best is, and what I'm going to hear talk about you, with you guys is they do how they use them. Let's begin. There are types of it you encounter every day on daily basis. Every website has one form of it. I mean, every major websites have one form or another of it. Basic one, the sneak into the basket one. Now, what does sneak into the basket? You've seen it when you encounter in your purchase, you go to purchase something from a website. Example of it would be an explanation of it would be you attempt to purchase something, but somewhere in the purchasing journey, the site sneaks an additional item into your basket often through the use of an opt-out radio button or check uh, checkbox on a prior prior page. You do not see it. You don't see why did the, the, the $5 basket that I ordered is got, um, I have to check out dollars. Well, then you realize, oh, they're also giving you a piece of fruit or a mug. 
but you didn't ask for it, but it's already been placed there for you. So you have to go and uncheck it. Great, great example of it, as you see, is GoDaddy. I'm a, I'm a subscriber to GoDaddy. I use GoDaddy for my, I bought my domain from GoDaddy. And at first I was like, man, like five bucks for my domain. Why is that so cheap? The second you move to another page, it's like, wait, wait, why am I paying 70 bucks for? I thought that's what I'm going to pay for. Then you realize, oh, it's you know, like it's added another year. It's added a, uh, some sort of a security protocol for your domain, yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, I never asked for it. I just wanted to get my domain. So if I uncheck them, I will just I just want my five buck domain. I don't want the 12 bucks that's going to be additional to it. Why did you give me that? This is very unethical to do. This puts people off. Do not ever use this in any shape or form and be aware of them. How do you do it better? Just don't do it at all. Don't do it. It's not a good thing to do for a user. A user will be like your user will think you're a crook. That's not something you want to have with your users. Offer the option to add on, but do not add them yourself. Some websites do that. Some websites uh, allow you to. I think Amazon does that, and to a certain degree, when when it gives you an additional option where it tells you, hey, on top of the thing you've already bought, maybe this will go well with it too. Do you want to add that? Now that's good because now I have the option. Give people the option and the means to choose their fate throughout the purchase. The other one, trick question. You, you encounter them as well. It's a, it's a bit of a crooked thing to do. You try to twist the words and like really manipulate the narrative for the user. Nobody really appreciates it. You, you fill a form and you respond to a question that tricks you into giving an answer you didn't intend. It asks you for somehow you suddenly realize they ask you for sometimes they can even trick you to even giving your phone number or you give them giving them consent to uh, share your information with others. Do me a favor. Take a look at this form and if anybody can tell what's wrong with it, just answer just turn on your mic and please answer yes any ideas no idea Shall I move on? Shall I tell you? Five, four, three, two, one. Look at those two options here. Please do not send me details on product of products that offers and, and offers from curries.co.uk. What does the second option say? Please send me details of products and offers from third-party organizations recommended by curries.co.uk. So wait, I am basically gonna get gonna kind of get the same thing from you. I don't want anything. Why are you twisting my arm into sending me stuff? I do not want to have any interaction with you off this interaction here. Why are you making me do this? Trick question is not just in a form of like uh, a form of like checkbox. You can manipulate the words into sounding different. 
I can, you guys can go to mirror.co.uk. Nowadays, any websites that you go to, you, ha you have to choose your cookie settings. And immediately they try to force you into accepting or denying certain cookie settings. Mirror has one of the interesting ones I've seen so far. Because here, what you have here is basically it says you have the privacy setting and everything, a very, very long description of what the privacy is. And it says accept and more option. If you're like me, you want to go to more option because you don't want to share all your information with the other person. And keep in mind, when one dark pattern is used, multiple of them can be used as well. It's not supposed to be like you can only do one thing. They're all go hand in hand together. Once you click on more option, what you encounter is basically you have the, the what you want to share, basically. What are the things that you're okay with sharing? Do you want ad performance? Do you want to select a specialized content? Another dark pattern for you to for you to see. If you look at the bottoms bottom of the page, you you have the agree to agree to all and wait, oh, you have the agree to all in big white. You have it in gray, agree to select it. Less use, it's like less valued. They really try to get you to agree to it. Then you have two options on the left. One is called legitimate interest and one is called partners. And they're not highlighted. They're just written in regular font placed on the left side. If you're not, if you don't pay attention, you might even think it's just part of a, a HTML writing that's like, like a copyright writing that you have at the base of a base of a site if you don't pay attention to it. But if you look at it, they're clickable, but they're not highlighted for you to click on it. Why? Well, I click on partners. I click on legitimate interest, for example. Then I have a whole other list of con of content that I, they're asking me to share if I'm okay to share and I'm not okay to share. And interesting enough, this part, instead of having turn it off and turn it on, is asking me to object. Now, legally, that is a, this is the way they twist the words. I am objecting, but does that mean my objection is accepted? By using the term object, is it gone or is it not gone? If I'm, if I and a bunch of other people try to sue the company, they can talk about, they can use the same terminology and to twist it around and send it back, to, basically throw it back into our face and be like, no, you objected, we didn't accept it. We didn't ask you to turn it off. You objected, we heard you, but it doesn't tell me a legitimate answer if the information that I said is accepted or not. And it tell, and here's what it gives you. Once I'm, upon clicking objection, you have remove objection and you have the term objected there. So the website is twisting, uh, twisting the words and try to really, it's like, this is like a, a lawyer looked at this website and was like, I know how to go about this. How do you do this? How do you do it better? How do you do it if you want to implement such a thing? Use proper wording and phrases that are clear and concise so that a user can easily understand the options he has available and what they mean. Try to avoid using negotiation, uh, using uh, negation when, form, uh, when formulating phrases. Keep it honest, keep it clear. Think you're talking, think like you're talking to your best friend, think like you're talking to a child, but of course in a more friendly manner and more formal manner. But you're not trying to like be a P, talk about PhD level from Harvard 
with different words and everything. People, you're trying to sell to an average Joe. He doesn't have time to understand half the things you're saying. You're not writing a contract for his life. S1, privacy is occurring. Next one. Well, it's actually actually named after Mark Zuckerberg because thanks to his mess that he created with all of Facebook, really, his gift to humanity was Facebook. And he was named after this, which is, named, they named this dark pattern after this. Privacy is occurring is that you're tricked into publicly publicly sharing more information about yourself than you, than, than, than you really intended to. Named after Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg. This really came to flourishing, I, I believe it was 2016. Where if some, some of you might remember this ordeal of Cambridge Analytica when it happened, where basically they took users' data, created psychological profiles, and were using it for, that's how like some people believe that Trump became president because they targeted ads in a certain manner, and they sold all these information to the people, to, the, to these different companies to use it. It, it was a whole, it was a huge mess. Most of you have at least signed up with one thing with Facebook. And when was the, do you remember the first time when you signed up with some, like you tried to log into something with Facebook that it gave you this option? When was the first time you clicked on edit this? When was the first time that you clicked on that and you saw this? It's like, hey, AJ, like I, you, I, um, this is like, this is all, this is a stalker with what the stalker would do. Hey, AJ, I'm here to sell you. Uh, you want to buy a, a candy for me? You want to buy uh, this couch from me? Fantastic, man. I'll sell you the couch, but I'm gonna require to know all your friends, your email address. I need to know when you're born. I like to know where you live. I like to know the things you like. I like to know where you go. I like to know everything about you. It's like, isn't that a creepy thing? It's like, hey man, I just want to buy a couch. What, what's up? It's like, you're already obsessed with me. What's up with you, man? Unfortunately, the information is information sharing and data brokers are, brokers are now like a billion dollar industry. Data broking is a $200 billion industry. 70, a cost for a thousand people Health, health conditions like anorexia, substance abuse, or depression, it costs up a list of a thousand per people. If you want to buy a thousand people's list of, that has these conditions, 79 bucks in the market. Eight, there's a 89 bucks for email addresses over time. Consumers, there's a 43% of data brokers allow the consumers to opt out for free. There's a eight, eight bucks for amount, of per, amount per month of data co-paid customers for access to their social media accounts and credit card tra uh, transaction data. All of this is in the clouds. There are companies that are sucking them out of your, comp uh, your, your computer and your personal uh, data and they're selling it to many others. It's an ongoing thing. America and uh, Russia and China, all these companies, all these countries are like big into this because you have to, if having these data, you basically can control how people, you can almost control how, what people think. This is almost a 1984 scenario, basically. If I know everything about you and I can de de determine how to work towards you, determine how to manipulate you, how to do it better. Believe it or not, there is a way to how to do it better. 
get users to read the terms and conditions, uh, terms and conditions and privacy policies. Use specific wording to suggest to users how important uh, terms and conditions and the privacy privacy policies is. Turn the important points to a checkbox and make users tick them to proceed. Imagine like you have an application that you want to have a, you have specific terms and conditions to it. You can either bury that somewhere for the user can see, or you can be honest. Give it to the users upfront in like three bold lines written in crystal clear English. As I mentioned here, do you speak English? Can you speak English? Say it in English. When you read the terms and conditions, it needs to be coherent. People, not everybody are going to be able to understand everything you're saying to them. And give it to them, give them a checkbox, let them accept it, let them think about it, give them options. We're talking about wording. I'm going to, I'm asking you to, to read these two lines and think who said them. Raise your hand when you think, when you, when you see who, when you, ah, shit, I, I gave it away. Sorry, I gave it away. <laughs> but yeah, these two lines have been written in two different ways. We have Barack Obama in an any in any event that proves to be hostile towards our troops. I will utilize the means provided to me by military to neutralize the threat. And then we have bom the tr Donald Trump. I'm going to bomb the shit out of them. Not unprofe not professional at all, but far more coherent than the one on the left. And that was part of his popularity. Why would why people like Trump? Because not everybody like I'm like, come on, dude, tell me what you need in the shortest way possible i don't need all i don't need four lines well you can give me one and i'm a truck driver going driving from six in the morning to, to ten why are you talking to me like this well i can't understand it this was why trump won i firmly believe because like even people were saying like well at least i understood him there was a term when he won everybody were saying well at least i could understand what he says at least he's honest I don't like Trump, but I got to give him credit. This really, this shift between all of this mess of words, of big words, of trying to dodge to tell something to the users while you can say something very short and precise is key. You need to be different from other, if you're designing something, you need to be different from other products. Do not store, finally for this, because this is a bit of a um, touchy subject, there's a bit more for how to do it better. Say, do not store any unnecessary personal information, only the essentials to ensure the necessities of running your service. Be privacy oriented by design and place the user's privacy in your top objectives when conducting business. Simple, you need to hit this. And if you hit it, people will trust you. And trust is the biggest commodity you can have in any business. Another one, confirm shaming. Confirm shaming, what is it? Well, to put simply is that you're guilting the users into opting into, do, into something. It's a very cheap way of doing something, basically. It's very cheap. You try to guilt them into do the action that you want, to, want them to do, and you shame them. Some of you use Duolingo, some of you go to Zalora, some of you go to, I don't believe Lazada has that, but Zalora is another example of this. 
when you try to get out of it, look what Duolingo Birdie says here. It says, learn Italian today or he will eat, or he will eat a poison loaf of bread. But I don't want to learn Italian, man. I'm busy. But why are you making me feel bad for this? Look at those eyes. I mean, come on. Then you have this. No, thanks. I don't want to look my best. That's a snarky way of like talking to me. That's like, why are you being so passive aggressive for God's sake? But it's not proper to have that with your user. User will be like, I mean, come on, dude. Why are you doing this? It's not, doesn't, I don't believe it has a high rate of working, but like a high rate of functionality. I don't think it really forces people to do it. It might for some people, but uh, it's not fun to do. It's not something good to do. Best how to do it better just don't be cheap be confident you don't need it really you don't need it if your brand is good you know what you're doing uh, that's a like how much money really do you need that you need feel the need to do this to another user just be confident they'll come back when they want to come back if you really do need it though if you want to try to get them to do something don't shame them shame yourself so say sorry that I couldn't serve you properly. Sorry that I wasn't. Sorry that I wasn't. Uh, sorry that I couldn't provide you the thing that you needed. Something like that. Forced continuity. This one doesn't even need an explanation. This meme pretty much sums it up. You have a. You have, most of us goes to a website that says give you a free trial. You're like yeah, and then it asks you to put your credit card details in, and you don't really want that now, do you? Best one, Audible. You're getting you're getting a free Audible book. Fantastic. I fell victim to this stupidly. When you go into the website, they ask you for your credit card. I did put my credit card in, and then I got charged. I not only that I couldn't get my book because Audible services in Malaysia is such and such and such. I couldn't download a free audiobook. And I didn't realize, I thought if I opt out and I get out of the website and not purchase anything, they're not gonna charge me. So my credit card is gonna be there, but they're not gonna charge me. Stupidly, I thought that. At the end of the month, suddenly I got a message, money is out of, there was about 30 ringgit out of my uh, account. It's like, wait, what the hell? And then they realize Audible renews it monthly. And here's the thing. They don't even highlight it as such. They have it here. That's it. So you don't realize that after a certain period of time has that this is what's going to this is what they're going to do to you. How to do it better. Do not decide for the users if they want to subscribe or not. Ask them. Just ask them if they're interested. They will. Users prove that they're not dumb. They, if they like you, they'll let you know. And if they hate you, by God, they'll let you know, too. The disabling or enabling of the subscription needs to be a click away. I know some of the UX designers might not be okay with this, but yes, you need to have it in a place that users can see it, can feel secure about it, and should be very, very easy. They need to be able to get out of it when they want to. Notify the users when the payment is due in a week, lead up to the week, lead up to the date. Um, Lead up to the date a few times. Let them know up until the day you're going to charge them that their time is coming up and you're going to charge them at the end of it. They'll appreciate it a lot more to know and probably, most probably, they will try to cancel it. But it's, must, it's much better to be associated with a company that you charge them for nothing.
Next one, Roach Motel. A lot of big companies practice this. Most people heard of this. Uh, Amazon uses it. It's a. It's not a real. It, as I said, it's like all these dark patterns. As I was researching them, there none of them are pleasant. None of them are there any way that all of them. When you find how shady they are, they're very unethical. How unethical they are. You kind of you leave a bad taste in your mouth. Roach Motel is that you get into a situation very easily, but then you find out how hard it is to get out. Premium subscriptions, Amazon, for example, just go and try to cancel. The best case of it is Amazon. Go and try to cancel your account with Amazon. See how long that takes you. At the end, you have to talk to the customer service to cancel your account. Here's a basic example of a Roach, Roach Motel, and here's what the UX designers try to do for you. UX designers is basically try to get you from one point to the next, you have maybe take you around and have give you a tour of the place and then let you out of it. But at all times you need to feel secure. Roach Motel is this. It's gonna be so hard for you that you're gonna give up halfway through. They try to make you give up. An example of Roach Motel. Does anybody know what uh, off Facebook activity is? Please turn on your mic and answer if you if you hear this, if you know what it is. Anyone? Anybody knows what the off Facebook activity is? Yes. No one's answering. <laughs> no one's answering. I thought I thought my internet connection is broken. No, no, you're doing fine. Just continue. Everyone's <laughs> just on a Friday high now. <laughs> Probably so. Off Facebook activity is a simple one. Off Facebook activity is uh, everybody had that inkling. This is this also came after the Cambridge Analytica that Facebook tracks every website that you visit after you log out. Even not only when you're logged in, but even when you're logged out, it tracks all those activities. It knows which websites you're visiting and it's collecting data based on it. And it's collecting what kind of things you like. You can easily find that, you can easily find that if you look for it. But one, they did not notify any user what the hell of Facebook activity is. That's one. Two, they hide it. So when you go look for it, you have to go through your setting page. You have to go to the setting and privacy. Click on setting again. You move to the general section of the setting. You need to go to your Facebook information, all your Facebook information, the things you like, the things you visited. On and off Facebook, it's stored there. You go and click on your Facebook off Facebook activity button here. And then you see this page here. It tells you what applications you use with Facebook. And here, if you see, there's a more option sitting here. They have the clear history and manager of Facebook activity. You click on more option, you click on it, you click on the you, you click on manage future activity. Then you say, you, then again, it add, tells you more stuff. It tells you, 
show you relevant ads, create more personalized experience for you by suggesting things that you might be interested in. And like for for example, like why would I need more personalized experience? I just need to, I, I use Facebook to share a few pictures with my friends. That's all I do with it. Why would I need to share so much information with you what I do off Facebook? And then again, I have to pay, click manage future activity to go to another page and toggle this future turn off Facebook activity and then there's an on and off button. This is the only time that it allows me to. So I have to go through all of these steps to find out that Facebook is gathering a lot of information. Also the websites that they've collected that I've visited. And if Kevin is here, yes, Kevin, all the websites that you've been to, Facebook has a dossier on it. All of them are put there. That's a maze, that's a roach motel. That's something that it makes you makes it harder for you to understand, makes it harder for you to um, get out than getting in. How to do it better? Make sure the users know where the cancel button is and make sure the button is visible there. Ideally, in the My Account section, if there, there are any plans as such to have a My Account section in your, in your given application, have the option under the plan and subscription. That's where they usually the, the people would go for this, for this kind of thing, for, for this kind of specific thing. Make sure the user knows what he, what be, what he be losing if they cancel or downgrade, provide and delete all information if applicable. Provide an option, provide the option uh, of the customer service call to understand the user's issues and serve them as maybe the problem can be solved without cancellation. That would also be a plus. If you have a if a user is trying to cancel, try to see what have the, you try to see what why they're canceling, and if you can actually help them out before that. Last one, I believe, friend spam. Friend spam, not a good a good idea at all. LinkedIn got charged, but with this beginnings of the LinkedIn, they ask for your email, for your Gmail, and then what they would do is basically they gather everybody you contacted through LinkedIn and they started spamming them from your end. They started to give them, sending them emails from you, telling them to sign up with LinkedIn. Now, this was a big no-no because people weren't doing that. The emails were sent from the people themselves asking people to sign up and people sued LinkedIn for it. And it was a 30 million spam settle. But funny part is that 10 bucks a user only there was only the 13 million is not like one individual got 30 million dollars. No, 10 bucks per user. That was it. And LinkedIn got a lot of crap for it, as they should. Not a nice thing to do in any way. You shouldn't allow that for allow that to happen to your users. They like why why are you talking to my friends while i'm the one here why are you getting why 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 are you so interested in my friend list not a nice thing to do at all how to do it better never do it <laughs> never do it get the users to do it for you market it to them advertise it to them try to be better at it and get them to do it for you if they like it they'll refer you don't worry about that if you're good they will do it and if you're bad, well, that won't happen. But never do something like this because there's some serious consequences and people can actually sue you for it. Conclusion, 
might sound a bit quirky, but this is true. In an era where lies and user manipulation is a common practice, the way to stand out is telling the truth. Show that you care about your users and, and mean it, and they will never leave you. It's very, as quirky as this sounds, there's so much truth to this because if you look at the products that are coming out now that are, people are all talking about it all the time, like when Signal, when the, when the new uh, product came out for a uh, new messenger, Signal came out, where it told everybody, we're not gonna take money from you, we're not gonna take, uh, we're not gonna take your data, where everything is secure, don't worry about it. People transitioned to Signal in a heartbeat because WhatsApp was doing some shady things with their privacy policies. And people trust Signal, they move to Signal. And, they're pay and they donate to Signal, for example. They, uh, Signal works on donations. I saw, if you go to the website, you can sit, donate to Signal on their website. But they don't screw with their user base. They tell the truth to them. And, it's, and as, as I said, as quirky as it is, because everyone are just so shady nowadays, being truthful really makes you knight in shining armor. People will be like, man, I might not be able to get everything like they're giving, but I will try to go and use this. Some people are now using DuckDuckGo. It's not as it's not as commonly used as Google, of course. There's a, a search engine of DuckDuckGo. Duck, Duck people are using that because it doesn't collect information on them. It's still inconvenient, of course. It's not as awesome and personalized experience that Google provides for the user, but people feel more secure for it. Thank you very much. That's the end of this presentation. Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we open the floor for Q&A. Maybe I go first. Uh, thanks, Ardi, for the presentation. Um, I actually just recently realized all of this uh, when I reactivated my Facebook. And then I saw that I had a lot of like third-party cookies from like 10 years ago, maybe, that were still trying to get my my data. And I had, and the problem with the, these uh, social media sites, they don't make it easy for you. Like I actually had to, uh, how to say this, yeah? Like there were, they don't have like select all and then remove. Like you have to, they really make your life hard just to remove all of these uh, trackers and but yeah, I think uh, it's it's the truth that everybody has to learn these days. Um, but of course, like uh, I, I like the part where you mentioned about the mirror website because I always get that and I don't know how to go around it. <laughs> like I only know accept and then I just end up accepting and then I just clear my yeah my cash or anything. But now I know. So if I actually click object, that should do it, right? If you, that's the thing, it doesn't clarify by clicking object if it gives you what you want, if it, if it does turn it off or not. That's the problem with the word object. And you mentioned like, uh, you have to, it may, they will, sometimes they force you to select every single one of them one by one. Yeah. Okay. And there's a never ending option, never ending list of them. True, true, true. Okay, so you still haven't figured out if 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 they really like, uh, you know. You see, honor. that's as I mentioned. <laughs> the term object. When you say when you say objection, when you have an objection, what does objection mean? They will. I was talking to my friend who works in a data uh, a security company, and he said 
just based on that word, they can twist it around for you. That's a, it's a, like you go into a court and every word you say needs to be solid on a solid ground, basically. So if you're 50-50, if I have a maybe option, that's not going to work. If I have some, if I have say a word like objection, which is who are you objecting to? Is it accepted? Does your objection matter? It doesn't work. Like they can work with you on that. I can object, but hey. <laughs> okay, let me also uh, explore <laughs> these uh, jargons. All right, thank you. Cheers. Yuli asked the question, can we really do that by telling the truth? If you have nothing to hide, yes, you can do that, Yuli. We have a lot to hide. <laughs> if you have nothing to hide, by all means, you can tell the truth. <laughs> but that is a, but that's a, that's basically the way it works. If you make somebody feel secure enough to trust you, that's most of the applications that are like coming out that are kind of anti Facebook, anti uh, big corporation things that are coming out now are try to be very honest and direct with their users and people really appreciate them. Granted, changing from something to something else is very different and something that you're used to for years. I'm used to WhatsApp, but I download the signal. Yeah, John, uh, oh yeah, Winnie, you go through your Facebook, um, you will see the website, you have the list of all the websites that you go to. Like it has its own built-in almost history of whatever you've looked at. I suggest you delete it because I know you, Winnie. <laughs> but, it, but isn't this weird? Because Facebook at no point ever told the users ever told the users they're doing it. We all had an inkling of it, but now you see it. And it also breaks down your interest. Go into your Facebook activity and you see how many things you have there. Your Facebook active, your off Facebook activity section and turn it off. I'll, I turn it off. Do turn it off. They yeah. still find a way to twist your arm, by the way. They'll still find a way to nick it, like take it out of you, but you use what you have. Yeah, but it's it, it's like almost scary. Like when I'm browsing something on Shopee, right? Sometimes it does appear on my Instagram or Facebook. It's so creepy. Yes, yes, a thousand percent. It's uh, they they take these pieces of data one by one and they just connect them and the. I like I believe that it, it does hear me properly. I do believe like when you have the the Google Voice uh, search, it hears me. It, it hears what I have to say, and I see things based on that. Yes, AJ, we have a question. <laughs> Two things. One thing I saw what YouTube does. Um, uh, as soon as you finish the video, they'll show like some uh, survey question and they show some options, but they will hide an option called skip survey. So you wait for like five to six seconds, then the skip survey will appear. So by the time people are like, oh, I need to choose something in order to proceed, so they will click something there. But if you wait for like five seconds or something, that skip survey will appear. So they're purposely hiding that button from the first so that people will click on something there. There you go. They <laughs> hide it so you won't be able to do it. Mm. Have you 
like how many newsletter that you get that you can't even see the unsubscribe option? Oh yeah, oh yeah. They, 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 and also they name it dif differently for the hyperlink. Oh yeah. yeah, no wonder I cannot find that unsubscribe link. Now you can, one thing you can do is click all control A and you select the whole page and you suddenly would see some, some of the companies write unsubscribe option as white on white. So you the the it has written unsubscribe there, but it's in white on white, so you don't see it. Or oh, they write it in the same font with everything else, so you don't see the hyperlink. And then I have one question. Uh, do you yes. think users are moving towards like uh, people are more concerned about privacy now, right? That's why like uh, yes. the sites called DuckDuckGo becoming very famous, like any small issues with Facebook and WhatsApp, people are moving to a different app. Do you think that users are more concerned now? So any product or services anyone is creating from now on what they need to look into privacy? Is it something you think? People are, your question is that people are moving toward privacy. I didn't understand your question, sorry. Uh, so more than before, our users are moving towards uh, this kind of privacy stuff. La. I, because what I'm thinking, there are uh, other product and services uh, start a new, but they are reaching in higher place because they are very good with their privacy, like DuckDuckGo. Yes. Replacement for Google. Yeah. Well, yeah, people are, as I, as I mentioned, people are more concerned with it. and. None of these companies in any way, the companies that we use, we're still using today, are doing anything in particular to make us feel safe for uh, sharing our data, sharing our material, sharing our thoughts with in any way. Uh, so yeah, people are, do tend to gravitate towards it. More people would gravitate towards things like DuckDuckGo and uh, other, like Signal, for example. Like Signal already like has about like Signal had so much people signing up for 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 their application, downloading their application that their server overloaded. It's overloaded by I don't know. They said they said our most optimistic view of how how many people would sign up for Signal. It went like ten times as ten times as much. The people who designed Signal had that. So yeah, the problem is we still want convenience. We love to be having something that's like so personalized and awesome. But some of the people are gravitated to it, but more people would gravitate once it has the same quality of what we're getting from Google and everything else. Signal has that example, as I mentioned, is a great example. Signal is almost like WhatsApp, 99% like WhatsApp. It does kill my CPU a little bit, but I, I use it and I really enjoy it. It takes a little longer, but still it's pretty good. But people want it to be perfect. So when it becomes everything, would be, if it, we have a product that is like as good as Google, but doesn't mess with the user, people are going to use it. And also another thing uh, we always see that like, the, the close button in the pop-up is usually very small or they don't even have it. <laughs> yeah, they don't even have it. How many ads have you seen that has a close button, but upon clicking on the close button, you go into the ad? Or they have a timer, like five seconds, four, they three, have a timer. Then... <laughs> yes, they have a timer and they have a, like they have a close button. You, 
you think you misclicked, but you didn't misclick. You went into it because they wanted you to go. That's a dark pattern right there. They used that. They tricked you. You're like, oh, I got to get out of this. But then upon it, I was like, oh, did I, did I touch the screen wrong? No, you didn't. They wanted you to go in. And also another thing, in order, to, I think this is what they're doing it in order to avoid the ad blocker and stuff. Uh, what they do is when you click on something, it will open a new tab of the advertisement. So yes. rather than showing ads in the website, when you click on something that triggers ad, but it opens in a new tab, which many people won't even see. There's an ad running in a new tab. They're just browsing in the current tab. Oh, I hate it. Yes. Yeah, they do that. The, they're, they're, the ways that they utilize pop-ups and these advertisements that just suddenly just start bombarding the page are, uh, it's pretty horrible. That's, that, that's how they make their buck. That's it. Enjoy, enjoy the weekend, everybody. It was a pleasure presenting to you guys and see you guys next week. Okay, thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye -bye. Happy Ordi. Happy Ordi. Thank you, Ordi. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. Cheers.